Welcome to Changing Light Bulbs, the podcast that's dedicated to innovation and transformation in all of their forms. Today, my guest is Mike, an individual who a number of years ago went through a very difficult divorce. As he says, it was a dark time for him emotionally. What I think is interesting when we talk about his journey is his ability to recognize the challenges he faced and raise his hand and ask for help, which is a critical aspect of change and transformation. And with that, I hope you truly enjoy this episode. Please take a listen. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming to our podcast today. This is fantastic. Oh, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) That was your cue, by the way. (laughs) No, it's great to be here. Thank you. No, this is awesome. So before we begin, I always try to get people to just tell me a little bit of a piece of art or something just to get the conversation going. A piece of art, drama, song, music, anything that had an impact on your life. (laughs) Jeez, we could be an hour on that one. (laughs) So art art is a mass of a... I grew up with art. Mom and dad have always collected art. Um, so we grew up with art. I love art. A buddy of mine that we went to camp together, we were counselor LAT Cabin 22. He's a, a highly regarded painter now. Went to his studio with my kids. I'm going through the process yeah, of divorce. Yeah. No one knows. Go to his studio and and I start putting paint to, to canvas and it's all different colors. And my kids at the time were probably four, seven, nine. So young. So they finished their paintings in 10 minutes and they had to sit and watch me for an hour as I went toe-to-toe with this canvas. Anyway, thanked him, walked away. Two days later, I get a phone call, and Pete goes, uh, Mike, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, what's up? He goes, that is the darkest painting I've ever wow. seen. Wow. <laughs> so he made me come down, made me put some yellows and blues and greens into this dark painting, which now sits beside my bed at the cottage and reminds me every day. On the back of it, I named it The Storm. But art is a massive tool for me. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about your kind of journey. So I uh, met this hot girl and uh, we're the first one to start dating heavily. Yeah. First one to move in together. First one to have kids. I have three amazing children. Um, so, so we go through that process and it was weird together 15 years. I come home one day and I, I see her Blackberry and notice that the, she's in an in affair a, in a with, with an individual. And uh, don't say anything because that's what I'm not supposed to do, right? You right, just right. bury it. Figure it out. So I go on that on my own for a couple of days, and then I'm, I'm shaking. I can remember it. I remember the moment that it was confronted. The phone rings, and my ex-wife goes, did, did you read my emails? Yeah. And I said, I did. Yeah. So we get home. She sits me down, and uh, she said, you know, it's your fault. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. So I take it on because that's what I do. So went through that. We went to therapy for about a year. But what surprised me the most and what I'm most proud about is I took the, the courage to uh, say I'm out. And she didn't believe me. She thought that we would live this way. Really? It's a funny story. But we go to a restaurant and the restaurant is packed. And uh, it's a Tuesday night or whatever. And this is where I'm deciding. I, I've just told her I'm leaving. And then sat down with the lawyers just to get things documented. And he said, so what was the date that you decided to leave? I looked back in the calendar, Tuesday. It was, it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> so that's why the place was packed. <laughs> Too funny. So what was that trigger? What was it that made you make that change and stand up for yourself there? It's a good question because I don't think I've ever answered it or been asked it. But I think it, it comes down to my kids. Um, I wasn't present. She wasn't present. They weren't present just wasn't a healthy environment for anyone and uh 
no no friends no one else but did it alone but i would say it's for the kids That's and great. and looking back it's the only the only inspiration that kept me going wow. and they were awesome through the process i was totally honest daddy's bankrupt yeah. daddy's you know i can't afford to have you all here we got a small little apartment but let's do dinners let's hang out let's yeah. go to the cottage so that was sort of I, i'm thinking the kids was the trigger that's wild. That's great. And so you said there was really dark time that, that happened afterwards. Talk about that a little bit. So everyone goes through, the, or people that go through this, go, everyone's got their darkness. And it's, it hits you in different ways. And you've learned this through therapy that obviously there's therapists for a reason. But I went to a darkness where it was, it was uh, I was unemployed at the time trying to start my own business. I had a job, but I was trying yeah. to start my own business. So, but I wasn't performing at work. I wasn't performing as a husband, a dad, any of it. And it was a... Uh, a four day I think it was a minimum four days no phone darkness in a room barely eight tears and uh, as you realize as you go through the process you're, this is a solo mission no matter how you look at it you can get as much help as you want from someone but it is, it's a solo mission um, and, and then it was um, the reality of it hits and your friend, you know who your friends are so you go up and down and up and down yeah. in these moments and the self-pity and the loathing and trying to find, for me it was, I looked everywhere uh, to find someone to blame and then therapy. So but, you talked about friends. Let's come back to your friends. What kind of supports do you need as you go through this process? So number one, the process took a lot longer than I anticipated. I thought I'd be back up and at it in two years as there's some guys that... You know, they're in and out of it in, in six months. I thought maybe two years, and it yeah. was five years of recovery. It took a shitload longer than I thought it was going to. And through the process, the farther I get into it, as I said, it's a solo mission. Yeah. Your buddies are there to listen, but at the end of the day, they want to drink beer, have fun, play hockey, hang out, and that became more important than anything. Like all of these things I gave up because I thought people were just going to stare at me. Right. I remember walking the street by myself on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah after I separated and living on my own, thinking people were watching me. I said, why is that guy alone? Loser. Like, it was crazy what your mind does. It's, yeah, it's your perception of other people and how they're going to react to your situation, right? Which is just a perception. Yeah. Right? It's not but, the reality. No, not at all. And but it's, it's, this is, it's so easy for me to sit here and say, hey, yeah. trust the process, get a therapist, get yeah. all that. Um, but for me, the therapy... I didn't tell anyone about, but the therapy was the piece for me that sort of allowed me to sort of share. And my, my Captain Happy, as I call him. So I went in for the first one, went in for the second one, and the third one, he hadn't said a word yet. And he's, and I'm like, what, what, what am I doing here? Yeah. And his line, and it was a massive breakthrough, his line was, once you stop telling me what you think I want to hear, we can get somewhere. Oh, interesting. It was a great line. I can't move forward until you're truthful and yeah. honest with me. And holy smokes, we had a massive breakthrough. The tears were flowing. Um, and, and the cool part about therapy is we moved off my ex quite quickly and we got to me. It's interesting though you say this concept of this individualization of the therapy process. And I think it, you know, certainly as I've been going through these, these podcasts and stuff, it's that individualized nature of how people A, react to the change and what they need to fix it. Would you agree with that? I, I would I would assume yeah all the and I don't like the word assume I am guessing if you got all of us in the room of the podcast yeah the one feature we all have yeah. is uh, self-realization humility and self-starter 
because otherwise we wouldn't be talking to you. Yeah, yeah. You'd still be sitting on your floor crying in the exactly. in the dark room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with absolutely. With self pity and loathing. So those to me would be the greatest sort of. So let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt, but let me ask you this. How is your world different today after all this change that you've gone through? Can I go back and just share yeah, one story? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I just, yeah. And I, I did make notes as reference, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there is one cool point. So I'm now the, my TSN turning point. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a funeral for a dear buddy of ours. Yeah. Brain cancer, tragic story, wicked dude. Three kids are still working in the family business and it, amazing. Anyway, I'm at the funeral. I'm in a dark place. No one really knows about what's truly going on. I have left. And the minister stands up and he's speaking at the beginning of the funeral and he said darkness and then it was like it felt like a massive explanation point at the end yeah, of it. yeah it's not until time of darkness that an individual can truly see their stars and it hit, it hit me like a ton of bricks yeah. and that was my that was my trigger my tsn turning point left there next day therapy work did everything else and it was cool i just want to share yeah, that yeah, yeah. and it's important because it leads into that question so you know you're in a totally different place today than you were back then even before the divorce so where are you today and, and 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 how are you different one uh with friends close ones um i've shrunk my inner circle down i'll hang with the guys i want to hang with stay stay true to the core of my friendships in those groups but most importantly is for me um the process has allowed me clarity on decisions and decisions I would have never made before. So, and, and now decisions on clarity and it's clear and my, my gut doesn't lie to me and my instincts are pure and I like me. And I'm hanging out with people that like me and I'm now with a gal that is amazing and completely supportive of who and what I am and the, and the entrepreneurial world that I live. I've got five kids, two stepkids I love, it's awesome. I'm working at it, but in a way better place. And you're starting to see your stars. And I'm starting to see the stars. Yeah. And that's the cool part. That's money doesn't matter anymore. And yeah. that's when you start seeing money. Right. It, it's funny you say that. I think it's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, it's it's when you start to focus on what matters to you and, and, and what you're good at and what you like to do and, and surround yourself with great people that suddenly money just comes. And it, it's not a fight anymore. So. No, and, and the ride becomes even more enjoyable. Yeah. It's yeah. about experiences now. Yeah. I don't care about car, house, all that stuff. It's now take, being able to take my kids to a beach. Yeah. And hang out for a week. That's very cool. Yeah. So what's your biggest learning that you, you, you took away from all this? Start over? Like yeah. if, if I knew what I knew now? Yeah, yeah. And I try to instill this on my kids is the sooner you can find your own self or some of your integrity um, or humility or instincts, the younger you are, the better. So for me, the biggest learning I had is that you're alone in this journey. Um, you can surround yourself with great people that tell you you're awesome and you're brutal but you're paying them, so you got to. Or you can surround yourself with people that are true to who you are and what you believe in, and the same back and forth. Finding my own identity and trying to live to that, and again, still, work in progress. I'm still not perfect, but man, it's a, it's a hell of a lot more fun than it used to be. Um, and you can see it, the confidence. Yeah, even, yeah. even with the, the ex-wife, it's, it's a lot different conversation in the last two years than it was before. So anything unexpected that you learned through the process? How, how lonely it is. That blew me away, actually, and and how lonely it still continues to be. If you want to be great, you can surround yourself with people and bring intel. But at the end of the day, you're the only one driving the train. Yeah, that's a great analogy. So imagine you're sitting across the table from somebody who's about to go through a divorce, 
What would you say to them? Um, one, go back and talk. Be totally truthful because you're both at this place together. So be totally honest and try because it is lonely on the other side too. Yeah, I miss yeah. the ring. I miss the Christmas tree. I miss every, like we alternate. But man, oh man, do not stay together for the kids. They right. know. My yeah. daughter, two years before we split, said, I know you guys are going to split. And we weren't that bad. So I would just say, be honest with yourself. Be honest with with uh, with your partner. Um, and, and look at what you want to be. What do you want to do? Like more, like this is your time. As I said, once once I went through that sort of TSN turning point, okay, this is my time now. And it's it's and it, again, that doesn't come easy though. Like shit, this is a it's, it's as I keep saying, it's a lonely process. And it's it, it's really difficult for most people, I think, to have some level of self reflection, right? I mean, I don't care what change you're going through, whether it's at work or personal. It's about you and how you deal with that change. And that means you got to think about it. And Especially that's if you don't like who you are. Yeah. yeah. When you look in the I mirror. Yeah. yeah. When you look in the mirror and you're not looking back at the person you really want to look back yeah. at. Yeah. That's, that's, that's difficult. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point because that's what it felt like. So when you think about it all now, last question, what does transformation mean to you? Transformation. Transformation. God. I think that's got so many pieces, but I get at the end of the day, one word would be uh, success, and and not success financial. Well, success financially, emotionally, relationship success. If if you transform or allow yourself to be transformed, or allow yourself to take yourself through the process of transformation, there it's it's endless what you can do. Absolutely. That's what, and that's what I found, and it's great. And in my business, where I have five, six clients all early stage, yeah. And now they're starting to exit, and now it's working. And I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't go through that process. If I was still married, I'd be like senior vice president of some company, being miserable. So transformation is powerful. Listen, Mike, I I really appreciate you coming in and sharing this with us. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Anything that you thought of that you wanted to talk about, or? The, so two things. Hope isn't a strategy. Okay. Is number one, and I lived. I started living. I lived that in my old days. Right, right. I hope this deal comes through. Right. I hope this happens. I hope that happens. I've moved off that strategy now, and and knowledge is king. Once you have knowledge, then you can make effective decisions and do your things. This again, transformations allowed me to get to this place. The other one is on decision making. There's a guy named um, uh, Mahan Khalsa, and his principle was stop at the yellows. Always listen, ask questions, good questions. If you can ask questions in life, you're going to excel. Ask good questions. If there's ever a yellow light, just stop. See if you can get through that yellow light. If you can, great, move on. If it turns green, if it's red, sever it at that point. And that's a very powerful place to be. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate you sharing and being so honest and, and, and truthful with this because I know it's not the easiest thing to do. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This concludes our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. For more information on the work that I do around innovation and transformation, please check out my website at www.changinglightbulbs.com. And for more information on our amazing sponsor, Delta Oversee, the software company that's dedicated to enabling positive, sustainable change and transformations for organizations, please check out their website at www.deltaoversee.info or give them a shout at 647-513-3582. Don't forget to mention that you heard about us on this podcast. Thanks again, and never forget, 
to continually adapt and transform for tomorrow's reality.